I am always excited to talk with Debbie Schlussel. She is smart. She is fiery. She's provocative. She's opinionated. And uh, at times she can be a little polarizing, but I enjoy talking to her. She is someone who is a an attorney, a very popular conservative columnist and a commentator. And we tap into her expertise as a film critic as well. Debbie, it's great to talk with you. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. Good to be back. By the way, I was a Jack Kemp delegate to the 1988 Republican National Convention. You know, I did not know that, but that does not surprise me. <laughs> that does not surprise All right, uh, Debbie, I want to see if we can pick your brain on a few issues in the news. But uh, it is now award season, and a lot of people are trying to catch up on uh, films that have been nominated that, that, that they haven't yet gotten, to, gotten a chance to see. I'm curious, uh, of all the films that have been nominated, are there any, are there any that you find particularly – um, objectionable, or are there any that you particularly like? You got everything everywhere all at once that's gotten a bunch of nominations. You have, uh, you know, the Avatar movie that's been nominated. You got Top Gun, a few other films. A- anything that really speaks to you? Not really. I have to say, um, you know, I, there was nothing I really liked, and but there was nothing that I really found particularly objectionable. I do think, listen, I'm not, you know me, I'm not politically correct at all, but I do think that the woman that um, that played the main character in the Emmett Till movie called Till, um, her last name is Deadweiler, she should have been the, she should have been nominated for Best Actress. She should win that. Now if she can't, I was really shocked because I thought she did a really great job, um, but I just really wasn't a fan, really, of any of the movies except maybe that one because I thought it was really well done and it was very moving. Um, you know, it just the the crop of movies these days is really bad, and not only that, but every year I think the people who do the Academy Award nominations are farther and farther apart from the mainstream movie-going public because most people don't go to see these movies except maybe the Avatar 2 movie, which was... That movie I did find objectionable. I thought it was awful and way too long. Well, so, but uh, to your point, though, that is one of the films that's done very well at the box office, and so is Top Gun. So those are films that have gotten a lot of popular support from uh, from moviegoers. So I guess it is possible to do well at the box office and still get some, some nominations. That's true. I guess you're right, but in general, most of these other movies nobody has seen. Most of them, I, I, you know, nobody went to see, even though the movie actually is not so bad, the movie Living, which I, which just came out last week, um, or, or this week, actually, um, and it's just a smaller art house movie. That one's not bad, um, but most of these movies, they're smaller, nobody saw them, but you're right, those are the two that are the exceptions. What um, it was there any film nominated? And after you give me your uh, your answer, I'm going to tell you what uh, Michael Medved said. But was there any film that was not nominated that you think for the year 2022 was a must watch that you'd highly recommend? One of your favorites of the year. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say that it's like a must-watch or my favorite of the year, but I did think the Till movie was very well done. My favorites of the year. 
Now I can't. This is how memorable everything was this year. I can't even remember what my favorites of the year were. And I have to go through the list to look at it because there was nothing that outstanding that I, you know, it's at the top of my tongue. But none of the ones that I really, really liked are on the list. I just can't remember what they were. I'm sorry. No, no, that's okay. You you caught me off guard No, no, that's understandable. I should have prepared you for that one. But the reason I was eager to hear your answer to that, because when I asked it to Michael Medved a week or two ago, he uh, mentioned a film which you gave a a very favorable review to when we spoke about it, uh, which was not nominated for anything, a film called uh, Devotion, which was a biographical war film. Yes, I did really like that movie um, because it's an unknown story. I also liked the guy, Glenn Powell, who is one of the stars and who produced it and found the story. And it's just a very unlikely story that you wouldn't have known about that the hero is the hero of is a hero of the Korean War and it's about a friendship between a black the first major black fighter pilot in the US military and a white fighter pilot um in a time where maybe you would, that friendship would not have happened um and i just thought it was it showed that they were friends despite everything that was going on then and again i'm not a politically correct person but this was a very patriotic movie and also you know in today's day and age of diversity inclusion and equity which by the way the initials spell die um <laughs> and that's why they reversed the i and the e so that it won't spell that but it does um this was a guy who really made it on merits he was not given affirmative action. He was actually given a lot of obstacles in his way, but he he became a pilot on merit. And I'm all about merit. I'm not about obstacles or racism or anything like that, but I'm about merit. I think merit should return to our society because when you don't have it, you lower the standards, you have bad things happen. So, But this was just a really good story, and I enjoyed it. It was a little slow the beginning but yeah that was the movie and thank you for reminding me no no no, sure thing um and uh, i'm all about being entertained in terms of uh, a motion picture and that's why i'm curious to get your take on uh, some of the films that are available for folks now there's one film that's been heavily advertised and heavily promoted and i'm sure a lot of people going into the super bowl are going to be interested in this particularly with the news this week that tom brady is retiring the film is called 80 for Brady, about four older ladies that are big fans of the Patriots and uh, Tom Brady. This stars uh, four veteran actresses in Hollywood, Jane Fonda, Sally Field, Rita Moreno, and um, and uh, one other. I don't recall the, the fourth one. Of, oh, uh, Lily Tomlin. Give me your take on 80 for Brady, Debbie. So the four horsewomen of the apocalypse. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, I actually was prepared to hate this movie. But they pulled it off, and it was actually very entertaining. Now, I I loathe Jane Fonda, Hanoi Jane. My father was in the Army during Vietnam. We all know that she went over there and posed with the Viet Cong and aimed tanks at the American soldiers. And, frankly, she should and will rot in hell for that. So I don't forgive her for anything. But I have to be fair. And the movie was very funny. It's sort of like the Golden Girls go to the Super Bowl, only much funnier. Um, And Tom Brady produces it and is in it. So, of course, he's the hero 
Um, but he's really kind of a, a cameo, almost not even a co-star. He's almost like he makes a couple cameo appearances. Um, it's about these four older women who want to go to the Super Bowl. It might be their last chance to go. They've developed this crush on Tom Brady, and every Sunday they watch the Patriots play. And I really enjoyed it. Like I said, it's very funny. Um, it is entertaining. Like you said, you watch a movie for entertainment and for escapism, and I enjoyed it. It, it was it definitely achieved in all of those categories. Great. Well, that's um, and that's I think men and women will enjoy it. That's great. I'm uh, I'm going to check it out now, actually, because I saw a profile on the real life women that this is based on, and they seemed pretty charming. But then I saw some of the advertisements, and I thought maybe it was a little corny. But uh, your uh, review has actually encouraged me to uh, check it out now. Uh, a fellow that um, used to be considered you know, the best director in Hollywood, and then he had a string of films that did not go so well, is M. Night Shyamalan. He's got a new film out. It's called Knock at the Cabin. What would you think? I did not care for this movie at all, and I actually did like his past movies. But like you said, he's had a string of movies that weren't so good. Um, it used to be he would have this one twist at the end or towards the end, that would change how you saw the movie and change everything and turn the movie on its head. There is no such twist in this movie. Um, It's basically what you see is what you get, and I hated what I saw or what I got and what I got. And basically the story is there's this gay couple that has uh, adopted an Asian girl, Chinese girl, and they are at a cabin on vacation, and all of a sudden these four people come to them saying we're from all different walks of life. We've been chosen to come get you and tell you that you have to kill one of your three members of your family or the world is going to die. Everyone from the world except the three of you is going to die from unimaginable tragedies. And at each, but at several points during the movie, they turn on the TV and there's all kinds of news about planes falling out of the sky and, and horrible tsunamis all over the coast of the United States. And at first, the gay couple says, oh, my gosh, you you four people are nuts, and it's a suicide cult. But um, they try to convince them. And I just hated this movie because basically it was a suicide cult Mm. movie. I was not convinced. I don't know why they chose this gay couple. Was M. Night Shyamalan trying to send us a message that these are the righteous people in the world because they're gay? Come on. Um, I just found it ridiculous. And Oh, by the way, at, at dur- during different points during the movie, they um, the people in the suicide cult kill uh, one person in the suicide cult in front of people. So it's just gory and dark for no reason. They don't explain anything to you, and it's just pointless, and I hated it. It's not something I would want to go pay to see. You know, we were talking about entertainment and escapism, and I did not find that this movie achieved either of those for All right. me. Okay. Hey, uh, that you have same situation. You have actually caused me to cross this one off my list. Living, this is a, a British drama film. What's this about? So this has been nominated for the Academy Awards, and it's not a bad movie, except that it starts out very slow. So it stars Bill Nighy, who I think is really one of the best actors, um, him and Michael Caine coming out of Great Britain that are still alive. Mm. Um, He plays this older guy in, I would say, the 40s or 50s who's a bureaucrat 
in London. Um, and at first they show you how horrible it is in the bureaucracy of England. And then he learns that he has cancer. And all of a sudden he changes from this dull, boring bureaucrat into something else. And I'm making it sound a little more exciting than it is. It's actually kind of a slow movie. But, you know, it's a peaceful, quiet movie. It is entertaining, but it but it's a little slow. But if you like Bill Nighy, you'll probably like this movie. He is in the movie that I think is very overrated, and that's the movie Love Actually. But I, I think he's just a really good uh, masterful actor. Oh no, I, I, I'm with you. He he is uh, he is terrific. So okay, so that's a uh, you could take it or leave it film. Uh, mm-hmm. That one. Okay. All right. L- lastly, I have been um, waiting for a week and a half to ask your opinion on this picture. Although from what I've heard from other people, I have a pretty good idea of where you're going to go on this one. You people, Eddie Murphy, comedic genius, uh, a lot of people love him. And I think Jonah Hill, who's been starred in some of the most critically and commercially acclaimed comedies of the last 20 years. You people, what'd you think? I hate, 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 hated this movie. And Netflix pimped the hell out of it. They even had, you know, usually this is on Netflix. It's now the number one streaming movie and it's in a battle with another movie to be the most streamed movie on Netflix of all time, which uh, really disturbs me. This is an anti-white, anti-Semitic, racist, bigoted movie where the white people are com- and Jews are complete morons and idiots and insensitive, and the black people are devout, nice, um, uh, persecuted geniuses who... Um, you know, everything bad happens to them because of the white people and so on. Um, and Jonah Hill plays this Jewish guy who wants to marry this black woman and the family's meeting. It's sort of like a guess who's coming to dinner. But, you know, a guess who's coming to dinner was a very classy movie at a time when interracial couples almost never happened. And it was a big it was, a, you know, uh, something to be reckoned with in this movie. Interracial couples, as you and I know, are kind of an old thing it's not a big deal and this movie makes it seem like it's something new that's not going on which shows how dated and out of touch it is also it's mostly not funny and it belittles the holocaust and like i said the jews are the morons that are racially insensitive and as a jewish person who i grew up in a black largely black area i went to a mostly black high school i still live in the largely black area I take great offense. I mean, I, this is not the way I behave. And, you know, Julia Louis-Dreyfus and David Duchovny, who play the parents, they're not Jewish, either of them. And, and you know, I just felt it was a very disgusting, divisive piece of propaganda, you know, dressed up as entertainment and comedy. And it wasn't that funny, by the way. Um, and I, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, at the end of the movie, apologized for all Jews and for all whites. And uh, I didn't ask her to apologize for me. I have no reason to apologize. And there's a scene in the movie where Eddie Murphy says, well, it's not exactly like black, like uh, white, uh, Jewish people in yarmulkes are being killed on the streets. But actually, they were being killed on the streets. And you know who was killing them on the streets of New York and New Jersey? Recently, it was black anti-Semites. So and and uh, the um, Julia Louis Dreyfus character mentions Louis Farrakhan, saying that he said stuff about Jews. She doesn't say what he said about Jews, 
And Farrakhan is mentioned as if he's a good guy and nothing is ever countered. Um, it's all other things are mentioned as if they're nothing. You know, like I said, the Holocaust is minimized, other things like that. And I just hate, hate, hated this movie. And anybody who believes in fairness will hate this, should hate this movie because it's it's propaganda. It's divisive. Um, and I saw it with a group of black people, and they seemed to believe all of these lines. They were clapping for them, and I felt like I was under attack here. So um, I hated this movie, and I knew it would go to the top of Netflix because the screening I saw, and I know they were doing this around the country, they were giving out free popcorn, free soda. They never do this for a movie. Hmm. They never even have screenings anymore. So uh, aside from that, it was it was good. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> there you have you people. All right. Um, real quick, I want to get your take on the uh, announcement that Nikki Haley is going to be running for president. I know you said that you are all in for Ron DeSantis uh, going into next year and that you are getting to the never Trump category because of his dining with anti-Semites and so and so forth. What do you think of Nikki Haley? Is that someone that you could see yourself supporting? You know, if she were the nominee, I would hold my nose and vote for her. But I find her to be uh, um, an opportunist. Her whole platform is basically, I'm a woman of color. I'm a person of color. Vote for me because the Republicans need a person of color. And I'm a woman. Um, And I don't believe in identity politics. I never vote for somebody because they're Jewish, because they're uh, white, because they're black, because they're anything. I vote for people because... You know, they believe in limited constitutional government because I, you know, happen to like their views and their policies. I don't know what she stands for because she uh, licks her finger and sticks it up to the wind and sees which direction it's blowing in. For a person of color, she's actually one of the most vanilla politicians, probably more than most white politicians. Um, And she just stands for whatever she thinks is in. She was against Trump. Then he appointed her the U.N. representative. Then she was for him. Then she was against him. Um, And I don't and it had nothing to do with that. He had dinner with Kanye West and Nick Fuentes. Um, I just don't know what she stands for. I don't like people who make their husbands be a Mr. Mom who, uh, you know, that that's basically their biggest achievement. Her and Kamala Harris maybe have that in common. Um, it, it's not a reason to vote for her. And I don't th- I don't think she's actually really running for president. She's running for vice president. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. wants to be Ron DeSantis' vice president or somebody else's Debbie, uh, candidate. I got to run. Thank you very much. People could check out more of your commentary at DebbieSchlussel.com uh, in case you're just tuning in. A very strong recommendation for you people. Debbie, thank you. Have, have a good weekend, Debbie. I'll talk to you. You too. All right. We'll talk soon. Uh, 15 seconds of fame in a moment. 800-848-9222. Say whatever you like for 15 seconds straight ahead. Other side at midnight. midnight.